0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Cued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and Netflix, what have you. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How have you been this week?
1: Uh, not bad, not bad.
0: Um, you know,
1: uh, enjoyed some playoff football. It was nice to see the uh, the Chiefs go down. I was happy to see that (laughs) as a Raiders fan. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I don't hate the Chiefs. I have nothing but respect for that team because they're a damn good team. But I was excited to see the Bengals take them down, Um, which, you know, everybody was like, aren't you mad? Aren't you upset the Raiders lost? It's like, well, they lost to a great fucking team. And they're like, oh, they lost to Cincinnati. I was like, no, they lost to the team that's going to the Super Bowl and could possibly win it. I really yeah. do think that. So I don't have a problem with the Raiders losing to them as much as I would have had the Raiders lost to, say, the Chiefs, which, let's be fair, they probably would have done had they made it past Cincinnati. <sighs> but, yeah, uh, you know, pretty decent week. Uh Nothing uh coming to mind or standing out negatively, so yeah, yeah it works out um, um,
0: how how about you yeah, it was mostly okay i, I uh yeah I went to my buddy uh my buddy's house to watch the royal Rumble, which I'm so sorry well, you know here's the funny part the women's rumble awesome, highly fucking entertaining uh the men's rumble fucking sucked here's why, so about Halfway through the rumble, there was a match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And I had followed that shit because I fucking hate Brock Lesnar. Like, genuinely have a strong despise against the character fucking sucks because he he's just a he's just a meathead kind of character and it drives me fucking nuts. It's like and then Brock is a terrible wrestler. I'm just gonna fucking say it. I don't care what anybody thinks or says about me. He's a fucking awful wrestler. He does not ring work, and he half asses fucking like Cool shit. Like, are you really gonna get kicked in the chest and then have a delay and then hit the fucking post on the ring? Is that really that's really what you're doing, Brock? And you think that's good, think that's entertaining? Breathe. Um <laughs> and then uh, Brock loses the title to Roman Reigns because of interference in the ring and was whatever. Ref got knocked out. Uh, which I was like, okay, cool, you know, give the title to somebody who deserves it. And we move forward. We go to the men's rumble. These All these guys are coming out. And for a solid like 15. And I'm not kidding. Andy and I were looking at each other like. Who the fuck is this? We just genuinely had no fucking clue. Because either they were like. They were cool. Years ago. But like. In the early 2010s. Or. Or they just were jobbers straight up. And uh, so that was a little boring. But then as the ending of it came, it was like, Oh, this is cool. We're cool. Cool. Like we were getting more characters that we knew and we liked. And, uh, and then 30 shows up and it's Brock Lesnar. There are still eight guys in the ring. And I look over at Andy with this look, I just go, well, (laughs) i going to win. Like it was so fucking painfully obvious what they were doing. It was disgusting it was genuinely disgusting and and i and i was so fucking irritated by that because it, it, so far it was it was a solid rumble and then that- well
1: solid if you have if you can stand people like bad bunny coming in
0: yeah i was one of the characters i didn't know like i he came out and i'm like who oh he
1: was he was around this time last year and i i i i totally quit watching wwe years ago and then I, last year Royal Rumble. I started watching again, but I was only watching on the pay-per-view days because I still find Raw and SmackDown unbearable to watch, even on the Hulu replay with no commercials. I'm not gonna fucking
0: lie to you. I found I have I have found uh, SmackDown unbearable to watch for a long fucking time. Like I'm talking back in the end of the Attitude Era. Like it was always the second-rate show.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. And they've recently, you know, tried to change that up with their draft and everything. And say, so, you know, we got these superstars over here and these superstars over here. And every year we'll shake it up so we can get new rivalries. And I'm like, you know, the last good feud the WWE ran, the really good feud they ran was probably Jericho and Shawn Michaels. That was, was a great cool. months-long feud, but look how long ago that was. Right, Jer- uh, Michaels is retired, and Jericho's
0: in AEW. <laughs>
1: um,
0: Which I've been told a thousand fucking times by people who like wrestling as well, like, watch AEW, and I'm just like, yeah, but that's like a two-hour thing on Wednesday, and I'm doing something on Wednesday, and then I just forget to fucking watch it. DVR. I don't have a DVR. What I have is oh. a bunch of internet. Oh. now I can watch it there's ways to watch it I just straight up forget like it's not about a, 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 the inability to it's just I forget
1: <clears throat> well well you know we bring that up we play games on Wednesday nights right and we usually start uh what 9 p.m 10 p.m my time yeah. See, AEW runs from 8 to 10 for me. Now, I don't know if there's a three-hour delay for you guys. I assume there is a three-hour delay on the yeah, West yeah, Coast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're playing games at the time when it starts for you. Um, But it really is good. Lucky. Like I know. Just,
0: I've, I've looked into it because uh, when I went to that uh, that Raw with my brother, like, mm-hmm. I kind of reignited my want to watch wrestling again. Yeah. And then, and then um, you know, he was telling me AEW. Uh, a bunch of my friends were telling me AEW. You were telling me AEW. And I'm like, all right, let's fucking watch AEW. I'm like, when is it on? Oh, Wednesday nights, you know, when we have our game night. I'm like, okay. So that means I'm going to forget to fucking watch it. Like, genuinely, unless you contact me on, like, Thursday afternoon and be like, make sure you watch AEW, it's not going to fucking happen yeah it's it's an out of sight out of mind situation like unless i make a post-it note and put it under my tv i'm not gonna fucking remember
1: oh yeah yeah like uh i mean i'm behind i don't i'm i'm not caught up or anything but man it's good they actually have a uh openly trans female wrestler Nala rose yeah
0: Nala rose she's a beast she's awesome um it's but cool. yeah, yeah. I want to watch it. I just, I just straight up fucking forget. So that's that's a problem. But anyway, um, uh, the women's rumble was fun. It was genuinely fun. They kept bringing out wrestlers from the past and like just having a good old time. And um, well, you know why they had to keep bringing out people from the past, right?
1: No, I didn't they know re- why. I just I they just, released over eighty fucking wrestlers last year,
0: men and women. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Boy, Vince needs to just fucking retire and hand it off to somebody else. Like it's he's, he's a problem right now.
1: Oh, that's the thing. Everybody always assumed that triple H and Stephanie would be the ones running the show. They're phasing out everybody that had anything to do with triple H, like his road agents, his friends. NXT is a fucking joke. Now NXT used to be the best thing about WWE. And since they've taken over from triple H, NXT is shit uh it's it's horrible it's horrible
0: that's funny uh so side note just to move the conversation on we had a funny moment with um andy's son uh he was uh he was doing the classic like i don't like wrestling fucking did you guys know it's fake which drives me fucking nuts Mm -hmm. i absolutely hate that like for anybody listening to this podcast who doesn't like wrestling, let me, let me break you in on a little fucking secret here. We all know that it's not real. What we do know is that the bumps that they're taking are trained, and those are real. The pain that they have after, after uh, um, a match or down the line is all real because it's athletics. However, we know who's predest- who's, um, that, they, that they have a predestination who's going to win. They, I, we know that they're talking in the ring. None of that shit's a secret. So stop fucking saying, did you know it's fake? Also, fake is a fucking super disingenuous word for wrestling. It's also insulting. It's very insulting. Like, So, so you know, Andy's son goes, did you guys know it's fake? And I'm coming out of the bathroom. And and Andy goes, Greg, did you know that wrestling is fake? And I went, get the fuck out of town. <laughs> it's fake. And, like, we started overselling that real hard. And Zach just gives us a look like he's fucking angry at us. And I was like, dude. We're both in our fucking late 30s. Do you honestly think that we believe this shit's real? <laughs> or real to that extent? Like do do you think we look at this as an actual sporting event? Sit down, kid. Um shit drives me fucking nuts though. Like my, my mom and dad do that, and I'm just like, uh-huh. Did you guys know that, that uh that show you watch about um detectives or or firefighters is also fake?
1: Yeah. It's scripted entertainment with an athletic fucking bent. I mean, shit. Speaking of, um, did you ever watch that Undertaker documentary that you can watch on Peacock? The Last
0: Ride. Not yet, no, but I want to. I also well, want to watch. I also want to watch the Broken Skull sessions, or at least listen to them. Oh, they're good. They're like, good. I started watching the one with Undertaker, but I had to do something like about a half an hour into, it and I just never went back.
1: Well, he did too. So I thought he did yeah. three with Undertaker. Well, he may have done another one in the past eight to 10 months since I've watched, but I know he did two at the time. Yeah. Okay.
0: But yeah. Um, Anywho. No, wrestling's fun. And, and we had a great time watching it for the most part. It was honestly just the end of the rumble. The the men's rumble that really sucked. Uh, I was very excited to see Lita because she was a huge crush of mine during the attitude era. Uh, That was pretty cool to see her come out. And then Johnny came out. Johnny Knoxville came out during the Men's Rumble, which was odd. Oh, really, he, because they've always done shit with the jackass guys. Well, hear me out. Hear me out why it's odd. So I thought it would be Steve-O that comes to the ring, and Johnny would have been like a manager, because Johnny had a whole interview recently that there was a stunt in Jackass Forever that made him decide to completely quit doing uh stunts and stuff it, yeah. it gave him a massive con- it's, it's the one you see in the trailer of him getting hit by the bull yeah. it gave him a a such a nasty concussion that like he his doctor was like you can't take any hits to the head and, or to the back and so we thought for sure that he wasn't going to take a bump but he took like three bumps and got thrown out of the ring and we were like yeah. okay <laughs> like i guess he's fine um, well, so it's that, also a more controlled environment and
1: safer and more predictable than the stunts that he's doing. Uh, it's still, I true. Think, it's still, I don't think safe for him to do what he was doing.
0: I agree. That's, that's why we thought it would have been Steve, Genuinely. Cause Steve still does stunts. He still plans on going on tour and whatnot. So yeah. That on that note, I'm very fucking excited about that movie this Friday.
1: Very. Excited. I wish I could go see it, but. It's like, hmm, in the, next, in the next month, there's basically three movies that I really want to see, and I'll probably only get to go see one, maybe two
0: of them. So it's like, I can wait for Jackass to come to streaming. See, here's here's my thought process, and I, and I get where you're coming from. You know Jackass Forever is going to be good.
1: Oh, there's yes. There's no absolutely. way it's not.
0: You don't know if those other movies are going to be good.
1: Oh, I think the Batman's going to be phenomenal. You don't know. I'm pretty sure it's going to be really
0: good. It's that's still up in the air right now for me. Like I'm excited to see it. I'm very interested to see it. Same with Uncharted. Both could be garbage or very honorable. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong.
1: But also, you know, um it's just a risk I'm willing to take, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh I know I'm 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 actually kind of glad that like I don't like I get why you live where you live cuz it's a lot cheaper but at least there's two theaters near me so yeah that's
1: the be. thing there's not a good movie theater within a 90 minute drive I mean there's a theater 30 minutes from here but it's not a good theater uh, the owner, when he built it, you know, he cut as many corners as he could. Um, and I went to a few movies there and it was okay, it wasn't cutting edge or anything, but it was passable. But now it's gotten to the point where it's not passable. And, um, sorry, I had to clear my throat there for a moment. But the last time I went to a movie there, uh, I took Madison to see the first Wonder Woman movie. Ah. That's how long ago it's been. And the Do you speakers, know if they've updated it all? I don't care. Um the uh well I kind of have personal beef with the owner. Oh, fair enough. He used to be my boss and was also my landlord at two different points in time. And, you know, had me do things for him that weren't legal when it comes to real estate, like forging signatures on documents, like for property changing hand and paying me to do it. And being a dumb 22 year old kid, 23 year old kid being like, yeah, you give me a hundred bucks. I'll absolutely forge a signature for you on this. Uh, Yeah. uh, he, He fucked me over on multiple occasions. And you know So no, I don't want to give him business. I don't give a fuck if he's updating or not.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Small I mean, town shit, I, folks. Small town when, shit. When I asked the question, I certainly didn't know that there was beef, so there's
1: <laughs> There's not really beef. I just I don't give a fuck what happens to him, take it or leave it. You know, I don't
0: hate the guy, but I certainly don't give a fuck about him. Well I wouldn't I wouldn't call that beef. There's history, so um well, on that note, I, I plan on seeing all three of the movies that we have stated, uh, you know, in short succession of one another for 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 February, because they all look they all look good. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, but like this Friday is jackass. And then three no, fucking Batman comes out in March.
1: Yeah, but it's the first weekend of March and it's only four weeks away. So, yeah, fair enough.
0: But uh, February
1: is only 28 days after all.
0: <laughs> but yeah, then then, uh, then uh, Sunday I stayed at his house to watch uh, the, the football game. But the problem was, is that um, Thursday night, my tooth started hurting a little bit. And I was like, eh, whatever. I wake up Friday and it's like not really there. But then by the time I was leaving, because I had to work that morning. And then by the time I was leaving to his house Saturday afternoon, uh, like a solid hour before the rumble it was hurting real bad. And during the entire rumble, it was hurting real bad. And I, had, you know, I'd brushed it and cleaned it and all that stuff, like as best I could, but, and took my pain medication, but it was still like, it was still sucked. Uh, but I, as I was drinking more and more, kind of, I just didn't care. And then, uh, you know, we, we, we had, you know, we ended the night. It was, it was fine, whatever. But the, the problem was that, um, uh, the, I didn't know it was infected and it was causing a small like it was my it was it was a small infection. It wasn't, you know, massive Uh, because in 2020, February of 2020, this whole side of my face was swollen from an infection. I remember that. Um, This one wasn't softball in your cheek. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, I um, this one wasn't nearly as bad, but uh, it was causing me to have a small fever. I didn't know this, so when I woke up Sunday morning, that small fever had caused me to have a really nasty headache, mm-hmm. and so for the entire, like, Super Bowl, I'm, like, I'm taking way too much pain medication, dealing with this fucking headache, and I'm just like, why can't I go do something and have fun? Like, I'm busy all the fucking time because I'm taking care of my parents, and then I get, I get an actual weekend to go do something fucking fun, and I have to have a headache and a toothache. Like, what the fuck? That, but that suck. But other than that, I had a good time. It was it was it was I mean, other than the Niners losing, that sucked, but it was a good game, but it was the outcome I anticipated. So the outcome a lot of people anticipated. What people didn't anticipate was like people kept saying it was gonna be a fucking smattering. It wasn't no,
1: I was I was expecting a field goal. Uh because it, that's just the way these playoffs have been. I mean Yeah. Field goal for six games in a row. Yeah, it's been nuts. Well, except for the Chiefs winning by a touchdown, but still.
0: Um, but yeah, other than that, it's been it's been it's been an interesting week. Uh, I got to play a little bit of that new Pokemon game, which is it's mostly fine. Uh, I think I kind of explained to you that the world seems very very barren. Yeah. Uh, but um. The idea of how to catch Pokemon and and the the game is different than other Pokemon games. I was like, oh, this is this will be interesting. So I'll give it more time. But I I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I'm finishing it. Oh, that's we'll see though. We'll see though. because uh, here's the other issue. Like in two weeks, Horizon Zero Dawn or uh, Forbidden West comes out.
1: I know. I'm so excited so, for that.
0: And I'm playing the fuck out of that. Well. The fuck out of for me is a lot different than you. Oh, yeah. The fuck of uh, uh, playing something the fuck of uh, uh, for me is like, let me give you an example. So I'm playing Halo Infinite right now. It's an open world game, but each section of the game has its own, has a different story part or story piece, I should say. And um, my goal was to make sure that I had the shield and the grappling hook fully upgraded before moving on. There are three other abilities you get in the game. You can drop a shield, you can dodge left and right, and there's a third of, or another ability I don't remember. Um, oh, it's a it's like you put it you put a tracker down on the ground and you can see invisible enemies. Um, hmm. So there's those three abilities. I don't fucking use them. I don't care. I have the game on easy, so I can play and have a good time without worrying about death too much. I have died, but the game is very forgiving with checkpoints. Um, so that's that's a thing. But point I'm getting at is now that I have those two things fully upgraded, I'm just doing story missions. I don't care about side missions. Yeah. So um hopefully I can beat that game quickly and then get back to Pokemon, but yeah, we'll see. Uh anyway, we should talk about what we came here to talk about. We've twenty fucking minutes of talking about shit. Uh so we're today we're talking about the the book of Boba Fett. Episode six, the penultimate episode, which I found out about last night. I thought there were eight episodes. Oh, there's only seven. Um, yeah, I told
1: you we've said on
0: here that it's a seven. I thought it was eight. Okay. And then whatever I, I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, you yeah, just forgot. Yeah, probably. And then we're also going to talk about the legend of Ox Machina, which you can find on find on Amazon prime. And we'll, there's a lot of information we'll get through on that. Cause there's, there's a little bit of backstory on that, but, um, uh, yeah, let's talk about Book of Boba Fett, episode six. Um, have you ever watched the uh, the, the trailers for um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate where they show a bunch of characters and they're like, Everyone is here because that was this episode of Book of Boba Fett? <laughs> yeah, holy shit,
1: uh, y- you know, this gave us. It was more an extension of the Mandalorian and possibly a precursor into the Ahsoka series. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I mean, we start out, we see Timothy Oliphant back as Cobb Vanth and he takes out some pack syndicate, uh, guys and takes their spice that they were moving and kicks it over and disperses it to the winds. Um, and we're like, well, that's going to spell trouble for him.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, absolutely. What, what was funny about this episode, before we get into all the fucking characters, Jesus Christ, every time it would reveal a new character, whether they be a legacy character or, you know, whatever. I kept saying to myself, oh, shit. All right. goddamn! They're just bringing that character in. Holy shit. That's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I did it, a it was, very
1: audible, oh, fuck, at like five o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there was one character, one very specific character that I was like, oh, no. Um, and Probably he, the
1: same character that I dropped the oh, fuck at. <laughs>
0: well, because my dad was like, I don't know who this is. And I was like, bad fucking news is who this guy is. And he was like, all right, oh, how bad? And I'm like, just, just wait. God damn it um but before we get to that because that's that's you know the end of Cobb Vance's story um we uh with mando he goes to give the armor to grogu uh we see a lot of luke training grogu which was rad yeah Um, it was the cgi on on young luke looks way better than at the end of mandalorian season two uh it
1: still had iffy moments in it oh sure you know you still no, got that's, that unc-
0: Uncanny Valley shit for sure.
1: That's that's hard to do though to de-age someone basically thirty thirty five fucking years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it's difficult for them to do, but they did a pretty good job with it overall.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, but then uh, uh, Mando wants to wants to see him, uh, and is you know he's resting next to what will be Luke's Jedi Temple that we saw at the. Um,
1: in being constructed. Trilogy. Yeah, it was cool that we actually see it being constructed by these worker droids.
0: Right. And we, and we see R2. Oh, yeah. We, yeah we, I, was, I think I just was like, R2, how's it going, buddy? And my dad just looks at me. I was like, look, he's my favorite fucking character. Leave me alone. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's been for a long time. Hmm. Uh, I love R2. Fucking love R2. Uh, the... Um, but yeah, Mando is waiting, he's you know, sitting on a bench, essentially, that they constructed real fucking quick, and he gets woken up by Ahsoka. Which was fucking rad. I was like, Oh shit, what's up, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka? That's wild. Uh but it was nice to know that Ahsoka knows about Luke and knows who Loki Luke is related to. Like that yeah, was that was a nice little two. touch. That was yeah. a nice little touch. Just to say um, you know, friend of the family and i was like (laughs) ah when she tells luke that that you know he he reminds her like or yeah he says uh she says you remind me of your father or something like that or or just like your father when he's like trying to figure out how to train yeah so much like your father or something along those lines i was like oh she would know (laughs) she would for sure know but like that's the other thing i like about ahsoka too is that and a lot of people don't realize this she is denounced being a Jedi, but she mm-hmm. does. She did not denounce uh, the um, uh, being a Force wielder, being you know having a lightsaber. She did not denounce that; that's so yeah. still completely part of her character. Uh, and um, I love that. I thought that would like. I, I I'm so excited for her show. And Rosaria Dawson fucking kills it as her, like every fucking time.
1: Yeah. All two times that we've seen her now.
0: <laughs> but that was uh, her, the end of her story or the end of that like bit was uh, Mando wants to give that armor that is uh, made of um, what's the metal? Beskar. Beskar. Thank you. Uh, to to Yeah. We, we weren't sure.
1: I mean, it was alluded to that it was armor, but yeah, this episode confirms it's a little chain
0: shirt. Yeah. A little chain mail shirt. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, but, but Ahsoka's right. Like, he, if he's going to, if Grogu is going to train as a Jedi, he needs to break attachments. And because of the, the journey that those two went on in season one and two, they have a strong attachment to one another. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, like, uh, Mando understands this. Din, Din said, you know, Din wants to meet grogu again he wants to go to him because of the connection but he knows it's bad for his training and and hands it over to ahsoka to which Ahsoka just like gives that to luke eventually yeah and then luke luke gives at the end of the episode uh gives grogu a choice he says chain mail made a beskar and you'll go back to mando or yoda's fucking lightsaber yeah good lord was that rad i was like oh Oh, like, and what I kind of hope, what I'm hoping is that he chooses the lightsaber, trains to be a Jedi, and then, like, in season three of Mando, we see Grogu, like, take the chainmail and leave. But he still has, like, I don't know, that's what I'm kind of hoping, but we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. I don't know. Having him have the Beskar armor with a lightsaber and be somewhat, you know, force trained sounds awesome.
1: I like how Luke was telling him, he's like, look, he said, you may never see him again because a short time for you is a lifetime to so many. Um, You know, alluding to the fact that Yoda lived to be over 900 years old. Right. uh, (laughs) And Grogu at this point is 50 Yeah, you know, uh, because I remember in the first episode of The Mandalorian, they said uh, the subject's fifty years old. Uh, So at this point, he'd be fifty-one, roughly. Um, But yeah, it was cool to see him training. uh, You know, actually jumping and flipping, and you know, starting to see cool little Grogu stuff.
0: Yeah, it's it's. Like I know that we're probably not going to see Grogu again until Mandalorian because of the, the story that's been unfolding, on Tatooine with Boba Fett, mm-hmm. but it was it was really fucking nice to see that he's doing well. Like I think we've all grown attached to Grogu as a character. Most
1: most people there's there's some people that just absolutely hate him and want to see him oft,
0: but I mean weird.
1: Those people weird. have no
0: those people have no joy in their life. Like, I get going, I'm not really a fan of Grogu. Wanting to see him oft. Weird. Anyway. um, So, yeah, the other story that we get is of Cobb Vanth, if you remember, played by Timothy Oliphant in um, uh, Mandalorian Season 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But uh, he... um...
1: Well, before we get to that point... Mando, after he leaves whatever planet it is that Luke and Grogu and Ahsoka were on, he goes to meet up with Boba Fett. And that's when Boba's saying, okay, these families
0: are. I was going playing... to that, I was, I was gonna mention oh. the, the opening shot with Cobb. And the oh, button. okay. Yeah, because that, that, that scene happens before any of this other stuff. Yeah, and... that's what
1: I mentioned earlier
0: i know but we didn't we didn't really explain what what made that scene significant because there are two parts of that whole scene that are really important to keep in mind that cobb has effectively made an enemy of the pikes Mm -hmm. um and when he tells the, the 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 last remaining pike to leave the chest on the ground the the pike says that the chest is worth more than his town to which then the pike leaves and he opens the chest, sees the spice, and kicks it over, as if he yeah. did not give a single fuck about the spice. That to me was very important in terms of the story progression. Just because it would have made more sense for what happens next with Cobb. Um, but then, yes, then we get to Bo- we get to Mando talking to Boba Fett about they have the muscle, but they don't have the troops. They don't yeah. have the the relatively small army that they're going to need.
1: And that's when he says, well, maybe I can help with that. And that's when, uh, Ben Jarn flies out to Mospelgo, now called Freetown, uh, to talk to Cobb Vanth and try to recruit the townspeople to fight. Yeah. And he's like, look, you know, the pikes aren't going to settle for, just fighting out here eventually it's going to come here too and he's like well you know we don't uh you know we're square me and you he's like yeah but i'm asking for a favor you don't know how hard this is he's like let me see what i can do you know and the bartender he's like that's city fight we don't have any involvement in that uh, he goes and he sees Mando off. And then a moment later, you see this figure in a haze. It's like almost a mirage, like walking in the desert, approaching Freetown.
0: I So in this scene, I got I to say this this much before we get to who this person was, because if you've watched the episode, you know, a little bit of a spoiler alert coming up because it's probably the biggest and coolest character reveal uh because so far up to this point we've just had ooh that character's back and ooh that character's back right this was probably the biggest surprise personally
1: The, the this is five o'clock in the morning everybody's asleep and i was just like oh fuck
0: yeah so that was roughly my reaction because i sat up in my chair and i went no fucking way no fucking way and my dad's like who who is that and i'm like if it's who I think it is bad fucking news. And he was like, Oh my God. Okay. And I was like, and then it gets, he gets closer and I see his chin with the fucking things coming out. And I went and I just went, it's not fucking Cad Bane. If they, they brought fucking Cad Bane into this. And dad's like, who's Cad Bane. I'm like, shush. I'll tell you later. Bad fucking news. He's a bad guy. Don't worry about it. And so after the, uh, the, the, the situation, cause my dad was like, my dad was kind of still on the, on the, on the boat of like, Oh, uh, fucking uh, uh, Cobb's Cobb's gonna take him out, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that scene that would have gone down way the fuck differently. By the way, if the deputy did not step in,
1: oh yeah, yeah,
0: like Cad would have still beat Cobb in a duel. Oh, absolutely, deputy, deputy absolutely fucked up any kind of bureaucracy.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. I think that Cobb survived because based on where the blaster hit him, it looked like it hit him in the right shoulder. It looks like he's been left for dead. He's heavily wounded, but that deputy's
0: fucking dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, Cad, Cad, Cad doesn't aim willy nilly. He means to hit where he means to hit period. Oh yeah, absolutely. uh, uh, He hit Cobb in a spot that he knew wasn't going to be fatal. A one hundred percent. Well, it was, was absolutely absent.
1: intended to deliver a message,
0: and he unbelievably destroyed that deputy. Good gourd! It was what was what fucking four or five rounds into his chest. That was Rounds cool. being blaster shots, but whatever. Um, but goddamn, dude, I was like, I was like, oh no! <laughs> like, we I mean, even watched a video after the episode was over that was like, who is Cad Bane? Because my dad was like, I have no clue who this character is. I'm like, oh, Yo. he looks so badass. God, he looks cool. Cad Bane was arguably one of the best characters to come out of the Clone Wars show. That then made it into what? I think Rebels and uh, Bad Batch now? See, I've not watched past
1: Episode 7 of Season 1 of the Clone Wars. I just know that Cad Bane was a bad motherfucker.
0: And yeah. he was very popular. Uh, but I yeah, he looks
1: badass.
0: Yeah, I watched, I watched quite a bit of, uh, I haven't watched any Bad Batch, but that video that my dad and I watched, he, they explained that he's in Bad Batch. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But, um, uh, yeah, dude, I was, I was unbelievable. Like, I, I was like, there's, like, they, they fucking brought one of the most biggest badasses into fucking Star Wars, like, into live action Star Wars. That's uh, so fucking exciting. Um, well, anyway, so, yeah, so Cobb's. Down for the count, and it definitely looks like that Free Town will involve themselves in the Pike War, because yeah. the Pikes have hired Cad Bane. Um, I really, really hope that we get that inevitable
1: Boba Fett uh, versus Cad Bane showdown.
0: Yeah, we were supposed to apparently have that in uh, Clone Wars, or not Clone Wars. I'm sorry, in um, Rebels. We were supposed to have that in Rebels or Bad mm-hmm. Batch, one of the fucking two, but it never got, it never came to fruition. So, people are really hoping to see that, and. Uh, Uh, Me too, but um, yeah, there was a lot that fucking happened in this episode. It was like, it was arguably better than last week's, and last week was amazing.
1: I know. Uh, It was funny because we were getting ready to record, you know, and I slept because my sleep schedule's been off the past couple of nights. I slept till like 9.30 this morning, and I was just making breakfast when you messaged me. Uh, and I get done, and Misty's like, aren't you going to watch The Mandalorian? And I was like, honey, I watched it like 4.30 this morning. She's like, oh. oh, how was it? I was like, oh. And she's like, wait, last week was oh, and last week was amazing. Are you saying this week's as good? I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, and she's like, oh, she can't wait to watch it. A lot yeah. of O's there, I, I realize.
0: Well, the, I was gonna say the other thing I should I should mention that that uh, video that my dad and I watched, which I didn't know, um, the uh, the dent in Boba Fett's helmet was from Cad Bane's blaster.
1: Yeah, they tried to set it up that when Jango was getting on the Slave One in Attack of the Clones and he bumped his head, they're trying to say
0: that's where the dent came from. Oh, no, they full on they full on wrote it into uh, uh one of the animated series that that, yeah. that that it was it was from that, which I think is way the fuck cooler than bumping his head. hmm So but yeah, I'm fucking I'm stoked for the finale. I cannot wait for the finale. It's gonna be outstanding. So um well why don't we go ahead and give it a grade? Uh, and we'll move on to the next thing.
1: Oh, this episode gets an A plus. 100%. This episode was
0: fucking wonderful. I don't even think we really need to give it a grade because we're both going to give it an A fucking plus.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's got a lot. It's got returning characters. It's got setup. It's got uh, build up for the finale. Uh, potential setup for future. Uh, Episodes of The Mandalorian, uh, potential setup for the Ahsoka series—it's uh, just wow. Cad fucking Bane. I mean, yeah. come on. There's a lot there, and it's all fun, all good. Oh yeah, we didn't even mention the pikes going into the uh, casino that Jennifer Beals' character runs.
0: I forgot Jennifer Beals dead now.
1: <laughs> yeah, they 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 blew up the fucking casino. They just walk in and. The server what was, droid comes up, goes to get them drinks. They leave a Camtono and they get up and walk out. And the droid's like, Oh, you're
0: Camtono. Aren't you going to take it? And then
1: kabloom.
0: Yeah. I, I was it was really funny. In the beginning of that scene, I was talking, I was mentioning to my dad, I was like, man, Jennifer Beals is still hot. Also, why are all Tweelix fucking hot? And uh, <laughs> my dad's like, Yeah, I don't fucking know. They, they, it seems to be that way. And I'm like, it always is that way. Like Tweelix are just hot. And then, and then that explosion happens. I was like, hmm, buy hot Jennifer Beals. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, what? the Pikes, you know, have basically Declare struck war back. On. Yeah, because Cobb Vanth, you know, I think he he really, you know, cast the first stone by kicking over the spice. Um, this was the Pikes saying, oh, Well, fuck all 'all. (laughs) y'all. This is going to be our territory, and you're going to deal with it. That's basically that statement. Yep.
0: But yeah, this this was a great episode. It's all very exciting. I keep like that. People keep saying that like the first four episodes of of uh, Book of Boba Fett were boring, and I remember we watched that. We were like, "Where does the story go from here?" Because like it's building to this war with the Pikes, obviously. Um mm-hmm. and uh, it was like we were both very interested—not so much excited, but very interested to see where the story would go. Little did we fucking know the next two episodes would be unbelievably incredible.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely.
0: Like, little did we know that they were going to bring back all these fucking characters, and they're like, it's exciting! It's fun, Star Wars!" Like, people have said, like, just give the fucking franchise to Dave Filoni fully and let you know people like. Uh, um, what's his ass? Uh, Favreau. Favreau, like, w- like co- co-write stories because he can't. You know, he's, he's that's ridiculous for him to write all of them. But let those two be the next Kevin Feige, or let them be the Kevin Feige for Star Wars, for fuck's sake. Like I, I like with Dave Filoni definitely there. Like I'm very excited for the future of Star Wars. Very excited. So, anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the Legend of Ox Machina. Um, because we are at 40 minutes of this this podcast. Uh, so for a little bit of background on the legend of Vox Machina, which you can find the first three episodes of the show on Amazon prime, the next, and then they're going to release three at a time until the series is, or the first season is done, which is 12 episodes long. Um, so a couple years ago, um, critical role, which is a D and D live show slash podcast. um, which consists of voice actors. This was, this was the biggest draw for critical role for a long time was that every person that's playing right now is a uber fucking nerd. They've read D and D fifth edition front and back at the very least, Matt Mercer, who is the DM uh, he uh, he's been playing D and D since he was a kid. And so he's, he knows like D and D like the back of his fucking hand. It's ridiculous. So it's good that he's a DM, but, um, every episode they do runs about four hours long. Uh, and it's, and they do a full campaign. So their first campaign ran 114 episodes at four hours a pop an episode. Um, and again, like I said, what makes this interesting is that each of the people playing is a voice actor. So when you're listening or when you're watching, you can tell the difference between the, 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 the person out of character and in character real fucking easily just by the voice that they use. Um, but what also makes critical role so much fun is it's very lighthearted. So nobody is taking it too seriously, but they're taking it seriously enough. So God forbid
1: someone would ever take D D too fucking seriously. Okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, so when they were done with their first campaign, they wanted to make something that took everything about D and D or about, about, sorry, about their first campaign and make it into a, a more condensed story, you know, take out all the stuff that D and D has with like describing the surroundings, asking certain questions. Um, they wanted to take the story and make it into a, uh, into its own thing. And they did that with the comic. They made a whole comic series based on their first campaign, The Legend of Ox Machina. So like I said, a couple years ago, um, Critical Role put together a Kickstarter to do an animated series on The Legend of Ox Machina. And um, in doing so, they said that $750,000 was their goal. In a day, they raised $11 million.
1: That's pretty by the, amazing
0: by the end of the campaign, I think it or but the the Kickstarter campaign, sorry uh it was like at twenty two million or some shit like that, so not which, only are they
1: which was yeah. enough to fund uh ten episodes out of the twelve,
0: I think, so something like that and then and then, of course, you know, uh Amazon came through and was like we'll we'll produce more, we'll produce two whole seasons, so that's what they're getting twenty four episodes right now um
1: yeah i mean they announced in according to the wikipedia in 2019 that they were going to give them two seasons uh so well
0: i'll tell yeah. you this much right now expect more from either critical roles campaigns as animated series um because they've done they're on their third campaign they finished a the whole second campaign uh it was like again another hundred and some odd episodes at four hours pop um which I'm to be honest, don't have the patience to listen to that. I just don't like. I like D and D enough. I, uh, I like the actors and the and, and the whole the whole thing, but going through and listening to four hours of people play D and D is a bit much. So and that and Matt Matt recognizes this. That was one of the things he had an interview where he was like, "That's why we wanted to make the comic in the first place was to give people who Vox Machina was." But without the, you know, voice actors or the fun from that angle, it's kind of hard to do that. So the animated series was the obvious next progression, and we feel so lucky that this is something that can happen. And uh, I gotta tell you, after the first three episodes of this show, fucking in love, absolutely in love. Um, I don't know how you feel. I'm hoping you like it as much as I do, or at least the modicum amount. I don't hate it. It's fun. It's very
1: lighthearted. Uh, it's not what I expected. Um, what what were you expecting? I don't, I honestly had no expectation, you know, because I, I have never listened to anything from critical role and I'd never read the comic, um, or anything like that. So I had no expectations. I didn't, I didn't think that it was going to be as lighthearted as it is. Um, And it's not a bad thing. It's just I'm surprised. It's I I was I was initially surprised at like the opening introduction to all the characters, like oh, here's your stereotypical slutty bard. Uh, I wasn't expecting that, you know. And why is it the bards always slutty? I think it's because
0: it was yeah, it's a stereotypical thing. But that's that's the thing you got to keep in mind, like. One of the things that people have criticized Vox Machina on versus like their second campaign, which I don't remember the name of it, um, they start having more fun with classes and characters. Mm -hmm. They start kind of going out of the box with what the character is typically known for versus what they do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's, you know, but that again, that's first campaign versus second campaign almost all the fucking time.
1: Yeah. Uh, Uh, It was, it was it was refreshing to see it taken not so seriously, but yet taken seriously enough.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's what, what I loved about these first three episodes was that like, there is a very, there's a very seriousness to the story. You you have this giant dragon who's just, who's killing people. Um, But you know, this band of misfits doesn't really get along. So you have a lot of funny banter. Um, the, I, I personally feel like the opening scene in the bar definitely nails the feel for the whole show. Yeah. But, but like I said, because I know that it's based off of a D and D campaign, my brain plays with a lot of things that are going on. So when, um, the Druid character, uh, when she is drunk and she goes to attack the wolf, but then pukes in his mouth. I honestly feel like that happened in the campaign and she rolled low and that's what Matt came up with probably, which is fucking amazing to me. Like, and I do that through the whole show constantly. I'm always like, Oh, how did that play out? in D and D that's fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I like it when a DM gives funny interpretations versus, you know, like, if you roll low, I know back in the day, if you rolled low, like a critical failure meant, oh, your weapon broke, or this happens, or you fall down and stab yourself, or oh, you've cut your own
0: head off. I'm like, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Get fun with it. Get creative with it. Yeah. it, it yeah. And that's Matt has made Matt has made it very clear in multiple interviews that when he when he DMs, it's very important to him that characters don't die. Straight up. And the reason that he says that is primarily because um, he doesn't want players to be discouraged from doing fun things. He doesn't want to discourage players from making mistakes and then learning from those mistakes or something to that effect. He he looks at D&D as a fun experience. And if you're not making it fun for someone, you're gatekeeping. Straight the fuck up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the things... Unwritten rule, never split the party, ever. Right. But, you know, it can be a great learning experience when somebody is like, well, you know what? I'm going to go do this while everybody else is doing this. And then run into something that they can't handle and nearly die from it. But then as, you know, it can be a learning experience. Say, well, you were so exhausted, you were having a dream What have you? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there as an example of things that can happen. You know, to be a teaching moment.
0: Well, like the the end of the first two episodes, the end of the first two episodes of this of this campaign of the Vox Machina thing has them fighting a giant fucking dragon. And earlier in the show, at the end of the first episode, it's very clear that they might not be like strong enough to fight the dragon in general. Yeah. Um, but by the end of the second episode they very clearly are. Um, now I think it was for the sake of animation that they came up with that plan. Um, but I think it was definitely inspired by how they handled the dragon in the campaign. And a part of me wants to go back and like watch them fight this dragon in the actual D&D campaign to see how that played out. Mm-hmm. Um but for the sake of the show, like they come up with this plan and they execute it really well, and and they they split that fucking dragon's head in half. Um, and so it's stuff like that that's very clear to me that Matt's like, yeah, I don't care if they were strong enough to begin with; they're strong enough now. I'm yeah. going to adjust the dragon for them to be able to beat it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um. And it's a team effort, you know, it's, it's not like, well, one person can absolutely do it. No, it takes everybody working together and you, that's the beauty about D&D. You figure out how, you know, figure out what your character can do, figure out how to work with your team, knowing, you know, what your team can do and come up with creative situations Rather than just say, Yeah, oh, we're a bunch of fucking murder hobos, and we're going to kill everything." I God, do. I hate I w- that fucking term.
0: I don't mind that term if it's used loosely or once in a while, but you know. Um. Well, they they actually say <laughs> they yeah they, they there's a moment in the fucking like when they're trying to recruit
1: mercenaries. Like, well, the murder hobos got murdered, and the death dealers were are dead, and <laughs> you know
0: little jokes like that were really fucking nice uh, references to to D and D in general, but I I'm pleasantly fucking surprised and happy with how well this show turned out. And that's another thing to keep in mind, everybody, like there's a lot of celebrity voices in the show, but none of the people that played in the campaign, like they all voice their characters. Like it was, um, uh, everybody like just straight up everybody that was a that played a fucking character in the D&D campaign came back and reprised their role for the show. Oh that's cool. Except for a few. Like General Krieg who turned out to be the dragon was just voiced by Matt Mercer. No. But David but Tennant in the campaign he was voiced by Matt Mercer. Oh, my bad. My bad. But then they, for the show, they were like, who could we get? It was like, stuff like that's fine by me. If, if, if the DM's voicing like 80 characters, he doesn't have to, like, I don't want Matt Mercer to have to voice 80 fucking characters in the show. You know, he voices like eight, (laughs) but, but as for 80, I'm like, that's, that's too much. So it was nice. Like, if you look at the IMDb list, it's, it's fucking, It's a, there's a lot of good fucking voice actors, um, or just actors in general. So, uh, but yeah, I'm. I'm absolutely in love. And that's the other thing about this show that I love is the characters are just so much fun. Um, there's some great, great jokes. Instead of just, like, making an anal bead joke, they vaguely allude to it through characters having a funny interaction. Yeah. And I, I fucking love that. Like, it's so much fucking fun. This show kind of reminds me of what I love about Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, No, I get that band of misfits just trying to to not die. (laughs) So I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch every episode as it comes out, but, and apparently we are too at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
1: like it well enough to where I don't mind one bit to review it each week. Um, it's only four weeks long. So yeah, yeah. It's four weeks long. I didn't know what to expect. You know, I don't dislike it. Don't hate it. Um, I was surprised that you know it wasn't as serious as I like my D&D but that's the thing I don't like my D&D being super serious all the time like playing you know I like fun light hearted banter I like fun funny situations I like ridiculous things here and there um you know it doesn't have to be all grit murder and doom all the fucking time um
0: I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of stories kind of like doing a cross between serious and, and goofy. Yeah. Um, it's one of the big reasons why I think, like, I know that you aren't the biggest fan of these things, but Thor Ragnarok works so well. That story probably has the worst outcome for any of the heroes in the MCU. Um, but it's also I still need to night. go back and watch that again. I've only watched it the one time. I mean, you got, you got to think it from this perspective. Like Thor loses his hammer, his dad, his home, his, uh, his eye. Like he loses so fucking much in this, in this movie, but it is by far one of the most, or one of the funniest MCU movies. Um, so there's the, like, it's, it's that kind of level of like, I love that juxtaposition. Um, and, uh, it's one of the reasons i think that's the the suicide squad is so good is it is also does that but i i one of the things i like about this show that the suicide squad does also very well is like combine comedy with a certain level of gore yeah so that's and this show does that super well um having having all the characters like the, the I mean one of the opening shots is is
1: the opening shot of that fucking party and you're like, "Oh, okay, these are the heroes we're being introduced to." Little did I know. Pfft,
0: fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it yeah, it, they oh my god, they get fucking brutally annihilated by that dragon. And I thought that was just I was like, "Okay. Okay. Like I get where the comedy is coming from in the show and they do that quite a bit. Um also, it's abundantly clear to me that Vex and Vox are uh, bisexual or pansexual.
1: Yeah, guess, it appears to be that way. Especially I
0: guess pan is better to say on that one. Though I don't think that either of them would fuck the bear. <laughs> oh, the Druid would. Yeah, maybe. That's a very she big. Wild, she walled shaped when she's drunk. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, so for anybody that's wanting to get into this, know that the animation is fucking top notch. Like, it's amazing. Um, the animation is very good. But also, keep in mind, like this entire story was built off of d anD D campaign. So, when you're watching certain things happen, know that it was all done through conversation, rolled a uh, dice, rolling. Um, like, I love that one of the characters there never told his backstory to the rest of the group. So when he's like pointing his gun at the fucking carriage driver and they're all surprised by this, I love that that happened in D and D where like that he, he fucking had this entire thing and reveal the part of it in story to the other characters that had no fucking clue. Like it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. I love it again. I would love to go and, and listen or watch all of their first campaign Each episode's four hours long, and there's 117 of them. I don't have the time. But I am hoping that somebody puts something on YouTube that's like, you know, how this played out in the show, or, you know, whatever, from the animated series. We'll see. Anyway, let's go ahead and give a grade and get the fuck out of here. I'll let you go first. Uh, A+. Absolutely A+. I was laughing for a lot of it. I enjoyed the animation. I enjoyed the voice acting. Um, it's all very talented people. Uh, lots of lots of little things that happened throughout that I thought were just absolutely wonderful. So, uh, yeah, A+. plus. I, I can't say any, other, any more kind words about it for me. Um, well, based on
1: these first three episodes, based on having no knowledge about it, based on having no expectations, uh, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to say B plus. Uh, I don't dislike it. You know, I was a little surprised by certain things and, you know, hopefully this score will change over time as the series progresses. Um, but the voice cast is wonderful. Uh, great voice acting, uh fun story, intriguing story, and lighthearted enough to give you those laughs after, you know, you do get some heavy moments mm-hmm. like, when the fucking the town that they go to, they find that these villagers, they're like, oh, you know, we don't know what it is. Um, and then they find out that it's the dragon. And when they could have faced the dragon, they're like, yeah, we don't need to face a dragon. The dragon slays everybody and the kids they promised to keep safe, you know. After they do slay the dragon, that moment there is like with the coin, and it's like he vax is like this was for you, kid, or something like that. And you know, you have those heavy moments. And it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. But yeah, I'm enjoying
0: it so far. Uh, I think to I enjoy think it more as it progresses. Yeah, I think you will. I genuinely think you will. I think with the with the backstory of like that this was built off a D and D campaign, it very much adds to the fun of the show. Like watching situations play out and being like that all played out in D and D, originally, it's fucking so much fun. Um, and I can't wait. I can't wait for more. Like it's. I'm glad that we're getting three episodes a week. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, and and they're locked what 25 30 minutes a piece so it's not like it's a
1: big chunk of time you know 90 minutes of your day you can watch it yeah in in the time that you would normally watch a movie or less you can watch three episodes and
0: boom they drop every friday so every friday um all right well on that note uh we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the podcast uh pardon me apparently a little gassy uh Next week we're going to be you know watching the finale of Boba Fett as I'm sure you know, and we're going to review the next three episodes four five and six of uh, Vox Machina. So come back for more Star Wars and D and D talk next week. Um, And uh, and yeah, uh, make sure you follow us on all the socials listed down below. Uh, That's what you know if we'll add anything to the show or whatever, which is a total possibility. Who knows? Um and uh follow the youtube channel that's where you can watch the podcast live um or the the live version of it but if you'd already listened to it go ahead and hit the you know like button on the on the youtube channel uh give it a follow or a subscribe i should say so that you know helps the algorithm helps us yada yada you know the deal uh check out our teespring store we have a lot of uh stuff there you can buy with our cartoon faces on it um I should write down the name of the guy that draws it, you know, it off, off the top of your head. So. Yeah.
1: William Fung, William Fung.
0: Uh, on Instagram, Mr. Jet 3000 hit him up for commissions. He does amazing work. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um, so yeah, uh, there's that. Uh, I don't have my notes out cause I'm trying to do a better job of just remembering everything, but, uh, but I think that's it. Yeah. It's socials teespring YouTube and that's it. And then I go, my, where can folks find you?
1: And you can find me on Facebook under my name Maya Dawn Fisher, it's a public profile So if you want to follow me on Facebook You can hit me up, chat with me About things we discuss on the podcast Or what have you, just don't be creepy about it I'm cool um, Also if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter Those are linked to my Facebook page You can follow me from there Better than listing everything individually Uh, But yeah, you can also catch me on another podcast called Figabanging, which airs on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Soon to be moving that a little bit earlier in the evening, actually. Uh, Probably going to move to somewhere like 8 p.m., uh, which would mean I would be done by 10 p.m. every week when I do it. So it won't interfere with game night anymore. Uh, which will be cool. But more to yeah. that, once once more details come to light,
0: I'll let you know. Uh, but yeah, that's everywhere where you can find me. What about you, Greg? You can follow me on all socials under Trump Rock Geek. You can also find me doing stuff from time to time with uh, um, my buddy Anthony, where we talk about video games and video game news um, on Mission Start Podcast or Mission Start Tubes. I know that he has a whole new series coming up with a, um, like a VTuber persona if that's something you're into, go check that out. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping to record him, record more with him soon here. Uh, I need to do another review of a video game, but I'm running out of time on things. Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it for that. Uh, again, guys, check out the book of Boba Fett finale and episode four, five, and six of Fox Machina. Um, that'll be the discussion next week. Like I said, uh, Yeah, and that's it. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week.
1: Take care, everybody.